Praise the Lord. This is Minister Dawn Richards, and I'm so glad you tuned in to listen again. I want to welcome you back to our teaching on divine protection. And if you were with us last time, then you'll know that we began by laying a foundation and essentially establishing the great provision that God has made available to his people with regards to divine protection. He has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, and he was not remiss in leaving out anything that we need to live successful, blessed lives in the earth, including our protection from danger, from evil, and from anything the enemy could ever try to dream up to bring against our lives. God has made abundant provision for that in the Word of God. And so he laid on my heart and instructed me to share with you the things that I've learned and I've walked out concerning divine protection over these last several years. And I trust the Lord that you are being blessed and you'll continue to be blessed. When we left off with last with the last teaching where we laid the foundation, we, be, we began to look into some of the uh, the scriptures that I believe are just quintessential when you think of divine protection. They are scriptures that immediately come to your mind and to your heart to give you reassurance in, in the word of God, to give you promises that you can latch your faith onto, that you can hold fast to, and that you can stand on when you're facing danger in your life or facing a tough situation or facing a challenge of any kind. God has made a way out and he's given it to us through his word. So I encourage you to go back and catch up if you haven't listened to the first teaching on this. Um, we're going to continue. We've got some great things to share. So I encourage you to stay plugged in with us throughout this teaching series. So today I want to pick back up where we left off before. As I mentioned, we started looking at some scriptures, particularly Psalm 91 which in my mind is the scripture when you think of divine protection. Obviously, the Lord has provided us with his promises throughout the Bible. But Psalm 91 in particular, from beginning to end, speaks of God's abundant care and his abundant protection for his people. So we're going to go back to that psalm. We're going to start at the beginning, and I want to go back through it with you. And where, what I'm doing right now is I want to share with you several scriptures that really lay the foundation and that you can begin to get into your heart, get into your mouth, through your confessions, through your prayers, to really build that inner image of security, of protection, of strength, and of reliance upon God in these last days. So Psalm 91, uh, if you have your Bibles, let's go there. I'm going to start in the King James Version, and then I want to share the Amplified Translation, and um, maybe one or two other uh, versions, just a, a scripture or two that really ministered to me. So Psalm 91, verse 1, and it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. 
Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is your refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now you can see, you can clearly hear from beginning to end the heart of God as it relates to you and your protection and your security from every type of danger that could ever broach itself. We're talking about evil through violence. We're talking about any type of deadly disease that will come against you. We're talking about major catastrophes that could wipe out everything around you and you still be standing. Glory be to God. And you know, I've, I've even had the Holy Spirit minister this scripture to me in, in really unique ways when I was facing different challenges. And I'm going to share a little bit of that because when you're dealing with with situations and circumstances in your life, the word of God has no boundaries. And it's about what God is ministering to you in that moment that will set you free. Glory be to God. So I want to share this now out of the Amplified Translation. And we'll refer back to Psalm 91 throughout this series. But for now, I'm just laying a foundation of some key scriptures that I recommend that you make a part of your of your regular meditation, your regular um, study when it comes to your protection, your divine protection in God. You know, there's a lot of talk right now, in particular in the United States, about gun control and gun violence. And we're seeing violence on a scale that the earth has never known. And we talked about why that is uh, in our first teaching as we laid the foundation for why this series is so important at this very time, in this very moment in time, where we are on God's time scale and what that means for us as we live out our lives in these last days in the earth. And no matter what comes, no matter what natural catastrophe comes, no matter what man can dream up or try to do, God has already given the answer to his people and we are not subject to what the world is subject to. Glory be to God. So in Psalm 91, the Amplified Translation, I'm going to begin and I'm going to read through the entire psalm. And then we're going to, I'm going to share a few, a few things with you. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Now, I said I was going to read through the whole psalm before I started making notes and, and, and sharing a few of my thoughts, but I, I couldn't resist. I love this translation because it makes it very clear here that no foe. And when God says no, he doesn't just throw words around. You know, we as humans, you know, we we like to get, you know, a little uh, exaggerated at times when when we say things we might say well you always do that or you never do this when God says always never no yes any he means it 
he's a God that says what he means and means what he says. And so here we have the assurance that no matter how it presents itself, in what form, in what fashion, in what, in what shape, what color, that if it's a foe that's coming against us and coming against who we are in God, the Bible says, can't stand, won't stand, glory be to God. It says God is the power who no foe can withstand. Bless the Lord. So when you're in refuge in him, when you're under his wings, when you're in the secret place of the most high, that's a place, that's a power, glory be to God, no foe can withstand. And I would, I would pity the fool that would try. <laughs> you may be familiar, especially if you are in the United States, with the sitcom that used to come on years ago called The A-Team. And there was the main character called Mr. T. And he had a slogan that he used to say. And he said, I pity the fool. Well, I pity any fool that would try to set themselves against God because it will never work. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him I lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. That's where we have to be, child of God, in these last days. We've got to trust the Lord. That is going to be our connection to everything that God has made available in his word. All God is asking for us to do is to trust in him, to release our faith in him, to believe in his word, and through that belief, to act out on it, be bold enough to step out on it. That means if God has made you a promise in the word of God, that you don't flinch, but that you take him at his word, that you stand on that word until you see it manifest, that you speak it out of your mouth in affirmation and confirmation and trust of what God has promised to you as his partner in this earth. Glory be to God. For then, verse 3, he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the arrow, the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that fly by day. So, you know, if, you, if you're concerned about somebody scheming up some type of plot against you, you know, maybe somebody that seems to be more powerful or in a more advantageous situation than you. Maybe they've got more money than you. Maybe they seem to have more access than you. Don't even worry about it. If it's on your job, wherever it may be, don't even worry about it. God has already said it cannot prosper. It will come to naught. He said, don't even worry yourself about it. Do not be afraid. Don't give it any time. Don't give it any worry. Don't give it any care. Don't give it any concern or slanders of the wicked. If somebody decides they want to rise up and begin to slander you, to say evil things about you, to lie against you, to malign you. Once again, it has no power. Glory be to God. Nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. You know, a lot of the things that we are seeing happen now represent sudden death. When you walk into a building and then within an hour, a gunman has come in and shot up the majority of the people in that building, that represents sudden death for those people that were shot because I guarantee you they weren't expecting that to happen when they walked into that building. But no matter how, and I can't emphasize this enough, no matter how the enemy tries, when we are hidden and shielded in God, those weapons will not prosper, glory be to God. And we're going to see that in the scripture. That's a Bible promise. Bless the Lord. 
A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Now you've got to believe that. You've got to make that your declaration. You've got to take that for you because you can be the one standing out of everyone around you. God will make sure because he's made a promise in his word that you will be the one that's always standing. Glory be to God. Only a spectator shall you be yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High. So why is it that that's going to be your lot? Your lot is going to be to be preserved, to be saved, to be secure. Because you're hidden. You're inaccessible. The enemy can't get to you. Hallelujah. You are inaccessible. Access denied. Glory be to God. In the secret place of the Most High. And, you know, God called it a secret place because everybody doesn't know about it. Hallelujah. It's a secret to those who are not on the know, in the know and in the inside with God. It's a secret to the devil. It's a secret to your enemies. They can't figure out how to get to you. They, they, they try to come around this way. And the Bible even says that in Deuteronomy, glory to God. Glory be to God. Chapter 28. It says your enemies will come against you one way, but they'll flee seven. God will have them so mixed up. They'll be running into one another trying to get away from you because they realize that they're not dealing with an ordinary man. They're not dealing with an ordinary woman. Hallelujah. You are inaccessible. Though they try, they cannot prevail. And you'll witness the reward of the wicked. So while the wicked are getting their just due, You'll be protected and safe in God because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place. So it's important that we are grounded and rooted in who we are in God. It goes back to what I just said about trusting in the Lord and, and really making our every thought and our every intention to be around who God is and building him up and making him big in our lives. And, and, and that's something that you should practice on a daily basis. So when you do find yourself in a, in a situation, in a circumstance where you need this power to prevail for you, that you're not starting from behind the eight ball, so to speak, but you're already there in your heart. You're already there in your mind. You're already there in your words. You're already there and ready to stand strong. Glory be to God. There shall no evil befall you. No evil. Remember I said when God says no or any or all or whatever it is, he means no. He says no evil. When you're there in that place, in that secret place, in the Most High, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. I can think of a... a a gazillion things, if you will, that that covers. It, it covers home invasions. Nobody's going to be able to break into your home when you, when God has said no evil will befall you, nor any plague or calamity will come near your tent. And he's giving your Holy Ghost backup. Yeah, I think it's smart to go ahead and get your security and alarm system. I have one myself, but I don't put my faith and trust in that alone. In fact, I don't put any faith and trust in that because that's man. And anything that man creates is susceptible to failure. But I have a divine protection, a divine system. Glory be to God. Verse 11 reveals it. It says, for he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all of your ways. 
of obedience and service. So God's protection system includes the angels of God. Hallelujah. If you didn't think angels were real before now, I want to tell you they're real. And they are wonderful agents of God. In fact, they've been sent to minister for you. God has given you angels for your own personal ministry and support while you're in this earth. And we're going to see that in the scripture. Glory glory be to God. But I, I need you to know angels are real. And they're all around. In fact, the Bible says that when you entertain strangers, that you ought to be hospitable because you could be entertaining an angel unaware. We don't always recognize the angels that God has set in our path, but we do have angels. We do have angelic protection. Glory be to God. And they're they're active and at work when we put them to work. And we're going to learn how to do that. We're going to learn a lot. So I, I, I... I really pray that you're going to stick in here, that I want you to tell your friends and your family and anybody you know about these teachings. I want you to share them. I want you to post them on your Facebook, tweet about them, blog about them, whatever it is you do. Glory to God. I want you to get the word out because this is vital information that we need to know and walk in in these last days. God is counting on his people to set the standard so we can show the world, the rest of the world that's groping about in darkness how to come into the light and how to live a blessed life. Glory to God. It says, verse 12, they shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And so this is the angels that are doing this. You shall tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, the Lord says, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, my love, and kindness, and trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life will I satisfy him, And show him my salvation. Now, you know, it's one thing when you're going through something to have a good friend call and say, I just want you to know that I'm with you in this. And if you need anything, you can count on me. I'm here for you. And I'll do whatever I can to help you. It's even something great and special to have a family member, a parent, or a spouse, or whomever, child, say those things to you. But it's wholly different when you have the God of creation, the Most High God, tell you that I am with you in trouble. And not only am I with you, but I've got the power to do something about it And I'm going to deliver you out of the trouble. And then after I finish delivering you, I'm going to honor you. Bless the Lord. Now that could only be done by a good God. We serve a good God. We serve a God who cares about what happens to us. In fact, he says, cast your care upon me because I care for you. We don't have to worry about it. Our part is not to worry and to care and to stress. God's got that. 
And he's not stressed because he has the power to take care of whatever it is that comes against us. So he wants us to rest in him. That's why he said, I want you to have a personal knowledge of my mercy and my love and my kindness. And I want you to trust in me and rely on me knowing I will never forsake you. And I have to say, in all the years that I've been walking with the Lord, he has never let me down. He has never turned his back on me. He has never forsaken me. And hear me clearly. I'm not saying that I've been perfect by any means or that I've merited anything that the Lord has done for me. To the contrary, I made mistakes just like anybody else. I'm still growing every day, bless the Lord. And when I fall, I dust myself off and I get back up and I keep on going. And that's what we're called to do. But in the midst of our falling and getting up and learning and growing and maturing, God is always with us. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He will never relax his hold on you and on your life. Glory be to God. He is trustworthy. He is worthy of our trust. He is worthy of our dependency. You know, people are codependent often on other people. Wrong move. Because no other human has the ability to sustain you and to make you whole. Only God can do that. In fact, Colossians, Colossians 2, chapter 2, verse 10 says, We are complete in Him, referring to Christ. That's where our wholeness comes from, and that's where we are to be. When we think of dependency, it's all of Him and none of us. Glory be to God. In fact, he says, if you lose your life, I will give you a higher life. When we give up our life, we have everything to gain. When we hold on to our lives, our rights, our wants, what we think is best, we have everything to lose. So this is the time if you've never been serious about trusting God, if so far you felt like you've made it of your own merit, you know, you're a self-made man or a self-made woman or, you know, you come from a, a, a rich family or, you know, things that just always seem to work out for you. Well, praise God. You know, somebody was actually orchestrating all that and making that go your way. And that was God. Maybe you didn't realize it. But now we're in a different time and things are not going to be the same. And so you're going to have to learn how to trust God. With some of the things that are coming upon this earth, if you don't know how to trust God, you're going to be out of luck. You're going to be, and, I, and luck is the wrong phrase because I don't even believe in luck, but you're going to be in a sad place. And that's not what God's called for, for his people. In fact, we're to be strong so we can help others find the way. So that's why this message is timely. That's why we can rejoice in knowing who we are in Christ, what we have in him, and we can enjoy it and live it out abundantly. I want to share with you out of the message translation, verse 14. This really blessed me. And verse 14 in the message translation says, If you'll hold on to me for dear life, says God, I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of care if only you'll get to know and trust me. That's all he's asking for, child of God. And that's all you have to do. It's that easy. You may be saying, well, but I, I haven't been perfect. I, you know, I make mistakes and I'm still making mistakes. And, you know, just yesterday I did this or last week I did that or I, I said this or I didn't do this. Forget all about that. 
God is not concerned about your performance. He sees you through Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't care about you living a holy life and, and, and walking in his ways. Absolutely, because that's for your benefit. It's going to benefit you when you do the right thing. You're not hurting anybody but yourself when you choose to go against God and against his ways. And so the more you learn of God and the more you walk with God, the better it's going to be for you. But even if you aren't doing everything right or even if you feel like you've done nothing right, Jesus still died for you. He still shed his blood for you and you still have a blood-bought right when you receive him as your Lord and Savior to enter into the blessing of God and to feast at his table. So as we close out this, this lesson, I want to encourage you to dig deep, to continue to seek God, to trust him for your life, to trust him for your well-being, and to know that he is with you, to deliver you, to honor you, and to satisfy you. Glory be to God. Verse 16 says, he'll give you a long life and satisfy you. He'll satisfy you. Yes, God wants you to be satisfied. And long life is a part of that. To have your life cut short, to have things snatched away before their time, that is not the will of God. So be encouraged, and I look forward to you tuning in again next time as we continue our teaching on divine protection. God bless you.